Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, this is Sean Cleveland with the Regeneration X, and I just want to say hello. How are you? I pray you are blessed today, that the Lord is with you, and he is keeping you in all things. Through the trials and through the tribulations, let us look to the hills from where our salvation comes from. Be strong in him. Hold on to him. Never let go, for he is the answer to all of our questions and to all of our needs. Call out to him, and he will hear you, and he will show you that he is Lord. Amen. So I'm sitting here in beautiful state of Ohio here in the USA, and it's kind of cold. <laughs> and um, right now the big thing here in America is ready to vote for the next president as well as some other positions, but the big thing right now that's uh, got all of our attention is getting out and vote, and um, I don't promote any political party or any candidate vote as you feel the Lord would have you to vote. And um, so many times different people, both Republicans and Democrats, had told me that the Christian way to vote is for whichever candidate they want. You're not a Christian, but you don't vote for this person or you don't vote for that person. And I'm I'm pretty sure that my salvation is not contingent on a political party or a political candidate, so I don't let it bother me. And I'm going to vote as I feel I should. And I, I understand this. Yes, uh, we should vote, I believe. You have the opportunity and you're registered and you should go out and, and let your, your voice be heard, be counted among the people. And I believe it's a, a right given to us that we have that right, especially for me. I'm a black man, and uh, there was a time where if you were black, you couldn't vote. And many people gave their lives literally so that we could have one of those rights of, of voting. And so I think it's out of respect for those who paid the price to uh, go out and and exercise my now right to vote. What I'm not getting caught up in is seeing a man as the answer to what's going on in my own life and the life of the nation I'm in and their their global impact. I'm not looking towards a man to rule over me. Yes, I pray for those who have authority, and we should. The scriptures tell us, pray for those in authority. But they are not my Lord. They are not my king. They do not uh, have dominion over me, per se. And I'm not concerned, as others are concerned, with uh, the next president 
the United States because I have a king. And we as believers need to remember that we do have a king already. And we don't want to become like Israel. Israel forgot about their true king. The Lord himself was king of of the Israelites. But something happened. They wanted a, a flesh and blood king to rule over them. And um, what concerns me is that maybe right now, even here in the United States, the church is forgetting its true king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Our Heavenly Father is being replaced by men with men. He's no longer our strength, our salvation. He's no longer that strong tower we run into in our in our safe. We don't see him that way in the church. We don't believe he is the one who's going to keep us and preserve us during the tribulations and the trials that we face. No, we need a president, and the president is going to make everything right and make everything good and is going to bring prosperity, and he's going to bring a vaccine to heal us from the COVID-19. And, you know, the Lord doesn't heal anymore. The Lord doesn't prosper us. He's not there to protect us. And you get this this sense that that's how the church itself was going. Of course, that's very heartbreaking and troubling that we're not really truly calling out to him and, and trusting in him and believing him at his word. But I'm going to believe my king. I don't want to end up like the Israelites. And what happened with them, You want, if you're following along, we'll turn to 1 Samuel chapter 8, and we'll start reading at verse 4. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now, make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for a moment. So what's happening, uh, the Israelites have been governed by the true king, Yahovah, Yah, God Almighty. The Most High himself is their king, and that hasn't changed. But what they're worried about here, and this is a key point happening in this verse, and it, and it speaks a lot for what's happening now. They have Samuel the prophet, and the Lord speaks to Samuel the prophet, and Samuel relates it to the people. Thus says the Lord. And then the people do as the Lord says. Well, Samuel here is he's old. They know he his time is short. He won't be around much longer. It happens to all of us. Our time runs out here on earth. And so as the prophet, he, he's 
has his sons, and they he's trained them up, but they've gone their own way. They're out there sinning, doing whatever. They don't care about the things of the Lord. They're all about themselves. And if people see this, they're, my gosh, so they're thinking, all right, the Lord is our king, and he speaks through the prophet Samuel. And so when he Samuel's gone, the Lord's going to use his sons. Well, look at them. They're, they're evil. They're, they're just sinful. We don't want to be bothered with those guys. This is how a lot of people see the church here now, that the church is not right, that the church is actually sinful, things happening in there, and there's, there's no true power in the church as it once was. And the people were like, okay, we don't want to come and listen to you because you're not acting right. Why should we follow you? And so I believe this is what's happening. And now the people in, in the scripture are demanding a king to rule over them. And now here in the United States, once once upon a time when the church had a lot of authority, now the people are like not looking for the church to be the moral compass of our nation. We're looking to politics. <clears throat> And it's repeating itself here in the United States as it did with the Israelites. The spiritual compass, the the church, the spiritual leaders haven't been doing right, and the people don't trust them and do not want to follow them. And therefore, they're disconnecting from the Lord himself because of the spiritual leaders aren't doing right. And it goes on to read and start and get back to verse 6. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people and all that they say to, to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me that I should not be that I should not reign over them according to all the works what they have done since the day that I have brought them up out of Egypt even to this day with which they have forsaken me and served other gods wow that's pretty powerful They're serving other gods, so they are doing to you also. So what happens here, Samuel's upset that they want want a king, and he speaks to the Lord, and the Lord says, hey, do what they want. You heard what they said. Go ahead and do it. Give them a king. He said, don't worry. Don't take it personally. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. And that's very important as we go out and we we minister and we want people to know the Lord and we're seeking his voice and we want to speak the things of of the Lord. And people are now become uh, disenfranchised with the the church Uh, and they don't want to listen to us. Don't take it personally. 
they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the Lord. And unfortunately, it's because of the lack of grace and faith and commitment to the Lord they've seen in those who are supposed to be spiritual leaders. But as you preach and you get rejected, don't take it personally. It's not about you. And we're seeing people falling after other gods. Like I said, they fall after politicians. They follow after money, technology, science, astrology, anything they can call a god. Now they're following after that. They're being led by that. That has become their god and their king. And we have to ask ourselves, who has dominion over us? Who? Who or what rules over us? People have drugs that rule over them. They become drug addicts or alcohol rules over them. A big thing that rules over a lot of us right now is technology uh, through the Internet and our smartphones. You know, it's you ever go off, say, to work, and you forget your, your smartphone at home? And if you don't have enough time to turn around, you go to work, and it's like the worst day of your life because you're thinking, oh, my cell phone's at home, and I haven't been able to check my text messages or or my private messages, or uh, I can't text anybody. And who's called me? And you're just so focused, and that phone is just it's, it's driving you crazy that you're separated from your phone. Or if your internet goes out, you know, you're online and you're internet surfing and your your internet goes out, it's like the worst day of your life. And especially you have to wait for a while. It goes your internet goes down for like three hours. You're suffering because you're not online because the internet has you. The internet is king in your life. And so we do follow after other gods. We don't want to admit it. Oh, I don't worship it. No, just because you didn't build an idol and and start bowing to it and and worshiping it and praying to it doesn't mean you don't have false idols in your life. A person become can, uh, can become an idol in your life and and rule over you. A celebrity, a team. I like American football. My favorite team is Pittsburgh Steelers, and I have to pull back. I would always be ready to fight if you, you disrespected the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like, come on, man, you don't even know anybody on the team. Why are you fighting over them? And we do that with celebrities and singers and actors, and it's really become a sad state of affair that we made people and then inanimate objects Rulers over us, kings over us. And we'll go back to Scripture, verse 9. Now, therefore, heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly, solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. So the Lord is saying, yeah, tell them I'm going to give them a king, but let them know what kind of king I'm going to give them. Warn them 
He's not going to be a good one. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his, excuse me, be his horsemen. And some will run before him in his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties. He will set some to plow his ground and reap his harvest and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers, and he will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men, and your donkeys, and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep, and you will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, and the, and the Lord will not hear. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, no, but we will have a king over us, <laughs> that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And I'm just laughing. He's, Samuel's telling him, look, okay, it's unbelievable. He's telling him, look, the guy who's going to be king, he's going to take all your stuff, point blank. I can imagine sitting here in America, and they're like, okay, the next president you elect because you have rejected the Lord, he's going to come and take your children, he's going to take your wives, and he's going to put them to work for him, and he's going to make you his servant, and he's going to take all your cars, he's going to take your all your, your laptops and computers and your smartphones, uh, he's going to drain all your bank accounts, if you don't need property, he's going to take your property, uh, you have any stocks, he's going to take all your stock. And he's just going to take, uh, if you have a company, he's going to take your company and your your employees for himself. What do you think about that? Okay, that's fine. As long as we have a president. What? And that's what they're saying. They're like, hey, he's going to be bad, but we he's going to be our king. And we that's what we want. We want a king. 
He can come and take our families. He can come and take us and make us all work for him and take our fields and our vintage and to take our sheep and donkeys. And, you know, taking your fields, your sheep and donkeys, that was your livelihood. That's how the people at the time lived. They grew all their own stuff, and they had their own cattle, sheep, uh, oxen, and that's how they got their meat and their milk and everything, you know. So somebody came, like a concrete army, they took over everything you own, your fields, your your vineyards, they took your, your livestock, and they would take your children, your wives, and that's what this king is going to do. And Samuel's telling the people, this is what that king is going to do to you. And the people are still saying, okay, cool, we want a king. Bring him on. And so they got King Saul. And Saul did all these things that Samuel prophesied from what the Lord had told him. And the people suffered. Why? Because they would not bow to the Lord. They did not cry out to him. They did not seek after him. They wanted to have a king like all the other nations. That's a very important thing we need to understand when they said that they wanted a king like all the other nations. And what was happening here. The Lord himself is king, and he ruled the Israelites, and he still is king. And we need to understand that his children and believers, he just isn't this faraway God like we make him out to, but he's a present, powerful king. And they would look at the other nations, the kings that would judge them, but the kings were taking whatever they wanted too. That's what he was. Samuel was saying, "Hey, we're, the Lord's going to give you a king, and he's going to act like all the other kings of all the other nations because that's what you requested." Look, look at the nations that have kings. The kings are greedy. They they have multiple wives, which is actually forbidden in scripture. The, the kings that came along, who you know, David, Solomon. They had multiple wives, and they were not supposed to do that. But they acted like all the other kings in the other nations, and that's what the Lord didn't want. And so they they established a monarchy, and uh, that family stayed in power, even though they were evil unless they were killed off. And the, And that's not what the Lord wanted. But he was able to use the seed of David to produce the Messiah, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, who's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As it says in the book of Revelation, the Lord didn't want them to have a a flesh and blood king because he knew what they were going to do. They were going to act like the other kings in other nations. And they were going to take people's lands and their livestock and take their children and take their wives and even take uh, the, the men and force them all to work for him and they wouldn't be focused on the things of the Lord but the things of men and that's what he didn't want and he still doesn't want us getting caught up in the things of men's political garbage fighting with each other hating each other 
He doesn't want us getting caught up in making a man or a woman rulers over our own lives. And I'm talking about those who are in relationships with people who are dominating, who they they just live for that that person. That's how they care about people who once were part of a, a, a fellowship and looking for the Lord. Now they've broken away from the body of believers because this man or this woman told them to stop uh, attending uh, church services and fellowshipping with other believers, and they've allowed this person to become the ruler, the king, or queen, if you would say, over their lives, and that's not what the Lord wants for us. That's why he tells us not to be unequally yoked in our relationships. And it can happen even in our job. We get so caught up in an employer, and that employer becomes our king, and rules over us, and we do whatever they want, even when we're not at work, you know, it's all about them. And even a pastor can be king. We, we, we're we not looking towards the Lord. We're looking to the pastor, and he rules over us. That's not what the Lord wants. He wants to be the king of our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying here? We're crying out for the next president. We're crying out for uh, a leader made of flesh and blood. But the Lord's saying, I'm here. I'm here to rule. I'm here to even serve the people because the king was a servant of the people originally. But it became part of the monarchy and it became, you know, the royalty. And so everybody started serving them. But the Lord came, our Messiah said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. He came to help the people and to bring us salvation. Don't get caught up in the things of other men, doctrines of demons, of devils, the ways of mere mortals. Look to the king the king of all creation, the king who is eternal without beginning nor ending, the king who is the alpha and the omega, the king who is the author and finisher of our faith. He rules over us. Don't be like the Israelites. Don't cry out for a king when you have the one true king of all glory. And it's really, that story is sadder each time I read it because the Lord had Samuel warn the people what was going to come down. This is the kind of king you're going to have. You're rejecting me and you're getting this. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, we want to because we want to have a king like everybody else. We want to be like the other nations. That's the point. They didn't want to be like the kingdom of the Most High. They want to be like the nations of men. They rejected the things of the spirit and went after the carnality of the flesh. Don't be that way, people. Stay in his kingdom, the one true king.
all glory and honor to Yahovah, our Lord, our God, and our King. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. As always, my pleasure to spend time with you. I pray you were blessed. And I thank you for spending your time with me. Until next time, be safe, be healthy, take care, love you.